Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball and the estimable doghouse from Federal Baseball on the line after the Nationals' big win in the nation's capital, 13-4 to over the Reds. We're going to start the show, Dave, in a way we don't do very often with some Danny Espinosa talk. A big night for Danny Espinosa in D.C. It's a grand slam and a three-run home run. It's a continuation of a great month of June for Danny Espinosa as I scroll down to pull up the stats that I put in the post-game. Scroll, scroll, scroll. He's just been tearing it up since the threat of uh, Trey Turner came about and kind of maybe locked him in a little bit, but he's been having a good season overall. Definitely defensively, there it is. Seven for seven of his 13 home runs in the last month since June 8th. He's 20 for 59, a 3.39 average, four doubles and five home runs over that stretch. As I mentioned, a grand slam and a three-run blast tonight. One from each side of the plate. First one from the right side, second one from the left side. Both of them into the left field bullpen. Just a really impressive night from Danny Espinosa taking curtain calls in Nationals Park and everything. Yeah, a career night at the plate for him. Um, He's gotten his slash line up to 230, 336, 424, which, uh, to be perfectly honest, is acceptable um, for the defense that he brings. Um, you know, the first month and a half, eight weeks of the season, he was terrible, just absolutely terrible, and, and was you know um, wasn't the, wasn't turning the line over line up over at the bottom of the lineup, and um, you know striking out every third at bat, and um, was just you know simply terrible, but. Um, the last, like you said, month, six weeks, um, he has been um, good. Uh, there's really no other way to do it. As, as big a detractor as I've always been from Danny Espinosa, his uh, feast or famine routine, uh, the, the last the last month he's been good. And and if you can get his type of defense with, a, um, like I said, a 230 to 240, um, 335, four, you know, 350 uh, with a with a 420 uh, slugging percentage, that's perfectly acceptable from him. And if he can maintain that the rest of the season, then they're going to have to find someplace else to play Trey Turner because Trey Turner has nothing, no more benefit of playing in the minor leagues. But this this night isn't about Trey Turner. This night is about Danny Espinosa. So um, a career night for him. Um, and good for him for, for turning his season around and becoming uh, productive while still playing quality defense. So, guys, we've talked about Danny knows a lot, I'd say, mostly about his defense and how much fun we have watching him on there, uh, with the glove in the field. But at the plate tonight, just a really impressive outing. I know you were there to witness those two home runs in person. Like I said, both of them ended up in the left field bullpen just some impressive power from him. Uh, his walk rate is up this year. He's just doing everything right now to, you know, kind of uh, grasp down hard on that shortstop spot and make sure that there's no reason to take him out of there. If he can keep it up, like Dave said, the Nationals have a, a nice affordable weapon here in the lineup and a great defensive shortstop. Uh, they sure do. Um, I, I refuse to look up stats on my phone while I'm while I'm out walking, so I couldn't tell you what his WRC plus is up to right now. But it, it's it, it's got to be flirting with ninety, and uh, you know that he's not a, a full value average major major leaguer at the plate, I would imagine. But uh, for above average defense at a premium defensive position, and love watching him make those throws from over there, uh, he's he's absolutely worthwhile. 
you know, he, he could probably put up a two or three win season uh, over over the rest of the uh, rest of the year. You don't expect him to stay this hot for uh, for the, for the whole rest of the season, but uh, with streaks as uh, good streaks as often as he's had them so far in the first half, uh, he, he's going to be terribly productive for the net and uh, not not a drag at all. Uh, meanwhile, for for Trey Turner, uh, who tonight isn't about, he's got to learn his intangibles, man. Keep him down in the minors, learning leadership and grit and playing the game the right way and all those important qualities. Also, the more reps in center field that he gets, uh, the the more chance that uh, Ben Revere finally turns it on, or maybe Michael Taylor. Uh, one of them's got to be uh, getting that looking over the shoulder adjustment from uh, from having him down there. <laughs> They kind of lost in all the offense and 13 runs on 11 hits on the night. It was the fact that Gio Gonzalez, for the most part, put together a decent start out there. Uh, it was 0 and 6 with an 8.44 ERA, 15 walks, 48 Ks, a 3.20, 3.94, 5.10 against uh, in seven games starts before seven games started before tonight. He was trying to stop the seven-star winless streak that stretched back to mid-May. Down one nothing early after loading the bases, he gets a double play uh, that brings in a run, but he limits the damage in that first inning after starting off uh, pretty bad. Actually, looked like it's going to be another rough night for him. He was talking to himself on the mound in the first, but recovers a bit. Five straight K's after he strikes out the side in the fourth. Seven K's total at that point. He gave up three runs in the sixth, uh, made it 13 to four at that point. Got a little uh, wild there at the end, but. Ends up throwing 104 pitches in six innings, six hits, four earned runs, four walks, which is not necessarily good, but nine Ks. Uh, he was on a bit of a roll with the strikeouts there for a while and looked better than he has in a while, at least. Yeah, I'm definitely given that he's looked better than he has in a while, but uh, I could go out there and throw left hand and look better than he has for a while. Um, you know, when he started off, when he started off uh, base on ball, double, hit by pitch, um, you really wondered just how long he was going to be in the game. But um, really, that, that double play that he got there in the first inning was probably his biggest at-bat of the game. I mean, as that ball goes through, it's a completely different uh, story, and, and we might not be talking about a 13-4 to four win. But um, but he settled down after that. Like you said, he got into a nice crew with a bunch of strikeouts in a row, and uh, he managed to save his blow-up inning until uh, it didn't matter anymore. Um, so not enough qualified success for him because uh, he did blow up there at the end. But um, saying that he was better than he has been in quite some time is not a stretch, and I suppose it's something to build on for him going forward. The Nets just have to get him right. They really want to keep uh, him in the rotation. They want to keep the lefty in the rotation. Um, you know, they, they've got him. You know, uh, you know they've got an, a relatively inexpensive option for his, for a quality starting pitcher. Uh, available to him for, for next year. So um, they, they, they want to get him right, and, and they're going to give him every opportunity to. Okay, as Mike Rizzo talked about uh, exactly that, try, trying to get Gio Gonzalez right and the importance of getting him right. Uh, in an interview on 106.7 The Fan yesterday, he basically said that they are going to do everything they can to get him right when he was asked about the possibility of uh, a Lucas Giolito or someone else maybe taking over in the rotation. But he said from what they've seen, the uh, velocity is still there. He said the spin rate on his breaking ball is still there. All the peripherals uh, say that he should be doing a lot better than he is. Uh, a better night tonight, but it comes after a really rough stretch that definitely has people questioning whether or not they, uh, he's going to remain in the rotation and what the future is going to hold for Gio Gonzalez. 
Yeah, uh, I, I certainly agree with uh, with Dave there that the, the Nats are going to do everything they can to keep him in the rotation. He he's the only lefty there. He gives you a, a different look than uh, than the other pitchers do in the rotation. And uh, honestly, moving to to Giolito full time in the rotation now that's that's a high risk move. He had the four nice innings. Okay. Uh, maybe you leave him up. He gets a couple more starts while Strasburg gets uh, gets his act back together. But uh, you, you don't want to have to rely on him to finish out the season, uh, especially since he's probably going to be on an innings limit this season. Uh, you want to get Geo right. And if the Nats, who have much data, much more data than we do in much finer detail, think that he can put it together, they're going to give him every possible chance to. So whether it means a, a new a new mantra or you know auto hypnosis or who knows what, uh, if he can just arrange the pieces in the right order, I think he's he's got what it takes to be at least a league average starter, uh, and he, he basically showed us that tonight. Uh, you, you can argue about the meltdown inning in the sixth that maybe he was grooving a couple in there just trying to get some contact and, and get out of the game. You know, I, I think by then we all kind of wanted to go home. Uh, so maybe, maybe I'll cut him a little slack on that. But, uh, yeah, the, the Nats are going to work hard to get him right, and he could still be an important part for this team this season. David ends up being a blowout, but I think the beginning was actually the bottom of the first inning. The Nationals fell behind early. Uh, Brandon Finnegan takes the mound. Last time he faced the Nationals, he gave up five hits, three walks, one earned run, and six in the third. Uh, that was in Great American Ballpark earlier this month, a 408 ERA, 226, 338, 371 line against, and three starts, 17 minutes, two-thirds innings pitched since then. Uh, walk double, a sack, one-to-one at that point, and then Zimmerman steps up with a two-out, three-run home run to make it four-to-one. Uh, they piled on from there, but they made Finnegan throw 37 pitches in the first, just completely beat up on him, basically knocked him out early, and after Gio gave up that run early, it was a nice way to bounce back and kind of pick him up, and they piled on from there. But I, I think that first inning was really kind of set the tone for the whole night. Yeah, um, I might have missed a transaction before the game. Who was that number 11 guy? He, he looks vaguely familiar, <laughs> but, but I haven't seen him for a while. And uh, did they make a trade to bring a new first baseman? Because, uh, who boy, uh, Zimmerman had uh, probably his best night of the season. I mean, he hit the ball hard a couple of times. It was a big home run. Um, uh, it'd be nice if the Nats could get a little bit more of that out of uh, um, the venerable veteran first baseman, Ryan Zimmerman. But, um, but yeah, Finnegan uh, has got a lot of stuff in his arm. He was not very good tonight. He was all over the place in that first inning. Um, and the Nats did what you're supposed to do to young pitchers that are struggling, and that's beat the crap out of them, and, and they did. Um and then they beat the crap out of just about anybody else that they that they ran up out there. Um, somebody named Jay Smith. Uh, I'm not really sure who that was, but uh, um, but yeah, no, this is a, this this is the kind of night. It's like the guys on the radio said. You gotta have a night like this every once in a while where you can pull your starters and um, you know let Geo pitch an extra inning and um, you know let Felipe Rivero at the end of the game kind of tinker around and have another uh, productive outing. Uh, you know, get an inning out of Matt Belisle. Um, so you don't have to use your quote-unquote a bullpen. Um, you know, good to see. It's good to see that the Nats bounce back on this homestand too after um, after that dreadful road trip and uh, you know sweeping the Mets and and quite frankly 
um, as bad as the Reds are, they ought to sweep them this series as well. They're just um, there's not a whole lot of talent in that lineup, top to bottom, uh, and the pitching staff, where they are decent, um, are still very young. So this is a team that is ripe for the taking, um, and and it'll be good to see the Nets do that over the weekend. I think it ends up giving up five hits, eight runs, five walks, which is just brutal, and two and a third innings. And Josh Smith, come on, show him some respect. Four hits, five runs, and uh, one and two thirds. Just not a good night for the Reds pitching overall. Uh, Lorenzen and Wood kind of got four scoreless there at the end of it, but it was way out of control by then. And Doghouse, uh, Dave mentioned Zimmerman's big night. It's nice to see a smile on Zimmerman's face after he's kind of kept scuffling while some of the other guys have picked it up, but. I know you tweeted about maybe bigger than his home run, the fact that someone actually intentionally walked Ryan Zimmerman to get to Chris Heisey. Heisey hits a two-run uh, two <laughs> single after that. And then Danny Espinosa comes up with that three-run home run afterwards. But for once, after a rough season of getting a lot of intentional walks in front of him. This time, Ryan Zimmerman got it. And maybe the home run is more important, but that might be a little more satisfying for them. Yeah, I, I at the time I I was I was standing there yelling my Zim, you punks, and uh, you know, they, as as soon as as soon as the catcher put his glove out like that, I'm like, yes, at last, Zim is back. <laughs> oh, by the way, Nichols, you are a dirty jinxer. Um, I wanted to make sure that that got out. Uh, yeah, a great a great night for Zim. Um, we 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 sort of been crossing our fingers here and saying yes, he's he's a, a generally has a uh is a good finisher and, and has that hot second half and sort of takes a while to warm up and you know all that that sort of jub jub as we're whistling past the batting average graveyard here uh but <laughs> let's uh let, let's hope Zim keeps it up uh this this is a, a team against which the Nats could get well and Dave has pointed out that that the the, the Reds have a lot of weaknesses Let's uh, let's hope the Nats don't choose to be sporting gentlemen as they have so many times in the past, but instead uh, get some good batting practice in, run up some high scores, uh, get us an opportunity to see Clint Robinson pitch again, and uh, go into the break with uh, a, a big lead over the over the Marlins. Dave, you mentioned uh, Strasburg earlier briefly. Uh, we could dwell on all the good things from tonight's 13-4 win, but I, I think. Interesting to touch on that a little bit. There's no scheduled starter for Sunday yet. It's most likely going to come down to whether or not Strasburg gets back on the mound or if they go with Giolito for a second start and give everyone a little bit longer look at him. Uh, would you rather see the Nationals wait it out? Dusty Baker kind of said today that he's in no rush to get Strasburg back. They want to make sure he's 100%. Uh, do you want to see him get back on the mound? He's almost certainly going to uh, end up on the all-star team one way or another uh, if he's still struggling a little bit with that back issue I don't know if I necessarily want to see him pitch in a game that they claim means something even though I don't think it really does uh, what do you think they do on Sunday and what do you think about Strasburg going forward well I agree with uh, Dusty Baker I'm not in a hurry to, to get Strasburg back out there if he's not ready uh, um, you know when when they describe what was wrong with him the whole idea of popping ribs back into place um, that just that doesn't sound like a very comfortable thing to me. And, um, you know, if, if he misses three starts because of it, comes back after the all-star break and, and is raring to go, then, then I'm all for it. Um, you know, almost certainly he will be named to the all-star team. If, he, if he's named to the all-star team while he's sitting on the disabled list, 
uh, that doesn't bother me either because very likely it means another Nat might get another chance. So um, I'm okay with it. I'm okay seeing Giolito, um, you know, pitch again, maybe pitching on a nice day where uh, where he's allowed to, to get 75, 80 pitches in and, and give us a good idea about uh, um, what he can do once he gets in the fifth and sixth innings, um, you know, the third time through the batting order. But uh, there's no reason to rush Strasburg. I mean, the Nats have a lead in the division. Um, they're they're playing well again now. Uh, they're on the homestand. They've they've got the All Star break to use um, even a couple more days off for him. So I'm I'm in no hurry to to rush him back. If, if he's ready to go, great and get him back out there. But if there's any hesitation at all, you know, just let Giolito start on Sunday, send him back down to the minors after that, and give Strasburg the All Star break off as well. Five straight wins with tonight's win, 48 and 32 overall. I don't want to hear from either of you tomorrow that you didn't know when this game was starting because I'm telling you right now it's a 6:05 start in the nation's capital. Uh, Dee Sclafani against Roark in the second of four with the Reds in D.C. We'll talk to you guys after tomorrow night's game. 6:05. Go Nats.